up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This is the Equipped Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5, and I'm excited to get this episode out to you. First and foremost, I just want to say sorry if I sound a little bit weird. I've kind of been under the weather this week, and it's kind of been a long week with school. We've got college for a weekend, for those of you who know who that is, at Liberty, through basically we just host high school kids who are thinking about Liberty, basically just allow them to come to our campus, but we at the Welcome Center, which is where I work, we have to run that. So yeah, it's been a busy week this week. We've been working late nights, but it's all good. Like I said, I apologize if I sound a little different or I don't sound as exciting. Um, I'm just kind of fighting a cold, which I feel like everyone at this time is doing. I'm really just running to Christmas and Thanksgiving break to get a little bit of a break for my body to catch up with where I'm at. But needless to say, we're back with another episode, and this week is a topic that I feel applies to probably everyone, and it's definitely applied to someone uh, or, or places in my life. And um, it is an important topic to just talk about and just acknowledge. So without further ado, the episode this week is going to be about loneliness. Like I said, we've all felt lost at times where we felt like we're just not really sure where we're going or we're not really sure who we're going through life with. Um, And that's okay. I think a lot of people just hate feeling lonely, including me. I'm not someone who just is like, oh, I love being lonely. But we're basically going to be talking about what is loneliness and then what does the Bible say about loneliness. I don't anticipate this episode being very long. Like I said, I have notes here, but I'm also not feeling incredibly well. But yeah, so Like I said, we've all felt lonely at times. There's been times where I definitely feel more lonely than others. Um, College is one of those things that you can either surround yourself with a bunch of people or kind of uh, back up and not surround yourself with a lot of people at all. And I have honestly kind of done both. And really the season I'm at, I have learned to be independent. And I think learning to be independent has helped me so much with my loneliness because Being alone um, is different than feeling lonely. And there are definitely certain times where I am alone and I do feel lonely. So the definition of loneliness that I pulled was the fact of being without companions. Companions are people in your life that you feel that you are really close with. So another word for that, I guess, is good friends. Um, I thought (laughs) this second definition I thought was interesting and kind of funny, but it said sadness because one has no friends. Uh, but I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it is sadness, but I think there are often times where you can just have a great group of people around you, but still feel lonely because you're desiring a deeper relationship, either with someone like a significant other or just, you know, like a, a best friend, or you're trying to fill a void of a relationship that has passed. And in that you feel lonely because you don't necessarily have that anymore. Like I said, this is a feeling that everyone has felt at some point in life. And you see from the get-go that God's plan for man was not to be alone. And I say that because you see that in Genesis 2.18 where God said, um, And it is not good for man to be alone, and I will make a helper suitable for him. And I think that's so important to kind of sit in for a second because it was we were not meant to be alone on this earth. We were not meant to always stay in isolation I believe that the devil often works in times of isolation and he knows that when you are isolated, you're most likely the most vulnerable. So 
with that being said, I believe God created us for community. You see, like I said, that from the beginning of Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible where God created Eve for Adam. And I know that they eventually fell out of the garden, fell into earth. But even then, we see the constant need for a compatible human to kind of live life with. But I also think that the verse, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another, goes well with the feeling of having a companion in life. God made Eve for Adam, and there's someone else out there for you in the significant other realm if God isn't calling you into um, a life of being single. But I believe just in the friend realm as well, everyone knows what a solid friend feels like, a friend that isn't just there for you when it's compatible or, or convenient, excuse me, convenient for them, but it's a friend who's there regardless. And I think that it's so powerful because I do believe iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. I've had best friends in my life who have just constantly been there for me in times where no one else has. And those have been the times where they have sharpened me the most to be the person that I am today. And it's one of those things that I'm so thankful for. So I think evaluate those friends that you have in your life and see, are they, are they spurring you on to something that is causing you to be a better version of yourself? The next topic I kind of want to talk about is something that has grown a lot in the last 10 years. And I think it's basically so many of us put emphasis on our virtual friendships. So whether that's Instagram, Snapchat, um, or anything like that, a lot of times we tend to live vicariously through our virtual friendships. And it's dangerous because we're in a, in a state of constant comparison a lot of times when social media comes into play. I know I've talked about social media a little bit in past episodes, and I am not one who believes that all social media is bad. I believe that uh, social media is meant for good, but just like anything in this world, since we live in a sinful world, all the things that were meant for good have some type of curve and where sin comes in and it can distort it into something bad. I think there is a lot of good that can go through social media, but there's also with a lot of good, a lot of bad that can be taken away from social media. And I think nowadays, a lot of us put emphasis on our virtual friendships, and it's caused us to lack the ability to make friendships in person. Um, however, I do believe that social media can be a tool to help you meet people. I am a firm believer of that because I've gone through that. And I think that it can be used as a tool in many other ways as well. However, it is also so easy to sit behind a phone and not make those connections in person because it is all at our fingertips. And so I encourage you, if that's something that you struggle with, take a break from social media for a bit. I find myself oftentimes just saying like, hey, I feel like I've been spending too much time or I feel like I've been putting too much of an emphasis on it in my life. And so I've just said like, hey, I just need to take a week or two off of it. And that week or two off of it has always been something that has been so sweet because it kind of gets you back to reality. And if that's a place where you're like, hey, I can do that. But then two weeks later, you know, every two weeks, I feel like I'm having to take a break from it. Maybe social media is something that's just not for you. And that's okay. It's not necessarily a bad thing. There are a lot of ways that we can still live um, vicariously through other things. And we don't always have to live vicariously through social media or our friends on social media. There's other ways to make friends other than social media. It just means you kind of have to maybe get out of your comfort zone and actually talk to people in person, which is a tool that our generation definitely needs today. 
So just be careful to not use your virtual friendships to fill a void. And I think that goes without that goes with a lot of different things. The void in our life, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, there's going to be times where we have a void in our life. Maybe that's a past relationship that's ended. Maybe that's a past friendship that's ended. And you just use certain things of this world to fill that void. And I'm as guilty of it as anyone else is. I oftentimes do that. And the void that we need to, or the thing that we need to fill that void with is just Jesus. He'll give us more than anything that we can imagine. Um, And it's so beautiful when we are able to just sit before God with no other distractions and just be all in with him. And you never know Jesus is all you need until he is all that you have. And that quote is so true. I've heard that quote time after time again, and it is true. I hate to say that, but it is so true in the world we live in. I wish I knew that Jesus was all I need before I realized that he was all I had at that given time. So when friendships fail, when relationships fail, when your job fails, when so many other things fail, oftentimes we either make two decisions and that's to go to the world to fill a void in our life or to go to Jesus. And I hate that a lot of times we have to kind of almost hit rock bottom for us to then turn to Jesus. But I think that's also a lot of times how us humans are wired. And I hate that, but it's just how things go. Sometimes those moments of feeling so down and lonely are times when God wants to work in us the most because we can be alone with him and direct our full attention to him. So in those times where you are feeling so lonely or don't feel as though you have a large group of people around you, that is a time a lot of times that God can get our attention the most and he wants to do something within our lives. So allow him to do that. It's God's cry for intimacy almost with us. Philippians 4, 10 through 13, I'm going to read that to you. But it says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all all of this through him who gives me strength. And I know we so often focus on that last verse in Philippians 4.13, which I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that is a great verse. But I think we also need to understand the context of which this verses, these three verses are coming from, um, or really four verses, 10, 11, 12, and 13. And it is when Paul is writing to the church of Philippi, and as Paul being one of the greatest um, evangelists known to man, I would say that he has gone through many many times where loneliness has probably set in in his life. He's been shipwrecked on on islands alone. He has been um, in jail for months at at a times, but he has learned to be content through any and every situation. And contentment is something that, man, if God has done something in my life the past year, it is, he has been trying to teach me what contentment is. And it's a slow process of me sitting down and learning and seeing what God has for me in the moment and being content with what that is, but then also being content with what I thought I wanted, which is actually not what God wanted. So 
this is such a good verse to kind of sit and see where Paul was sitting at in his lifetime. And I'm going to read the middle part, verse starting at verse 11 again. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. I sit before you and say, have you learned to be content in whatever circumstances you are in? In whatever life season you are in, have you learned to be content? And I'm not saying that contentment is easy because by no means is it something that is easy. However, it is a lesson that we need to learn because when you are able to sit and be content, it means you are sitting and looking for what God is doing in your life. Because when you are looking and looking up to God, no matter what circumstances you are in, you can learn to be content. And that's what Paul has done here. In verse 12, it says, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Paul has lived in every situation known to man. He has been shipwrecked where he's had nothing. However, he's also been when he's been on his missionary journeys when he's had a lot. So being content is a, is a lesson that is difficult, but it is something that if you are not content, sit before the Lord and just be honest and say, Lord, I feel like I've been struggling with my contentment lately. How can I sit before you and and be content with what you have for me? And I do believe God will work in your life and show you that. Another um, question to prompt y'all is for those of you who feel like you're in a season of being lonely. And it is easy to feel lonely during this time. Seasonal depression is real. And I'm going to do an episode on that in the next few weeks, but it's something that I've always struggled with around this time, especially around the time change, man. This time change has been killing me. I hate that it gets dark at like five o'clock at night. I feel like I've either wasted my day away or when it's eight o'clock, I feel like it's like 12 o'clock at night. But the prompting question that I'll get back to is, am I viewing loneliness as a gift for growth or am I viewing it as the world sees it? And I think the world sees loneliness as this gross, nasty place like, ooh, you have no friends. But I think a lot of times it can be God's cry for intimacy with us in our lives. So am I viewing loneliness as a gift for growth? It's all about how you view things and you view your circumstances. I'll tell you now, if you view loneliness as a gift for growth, your contentment in loneliness will be so much more. However, if you're viewing your loneliness as the world sees it, your contentment in that is going to be a lot less because you're viewing it as the world sees it. And the way the world sees it is it's it's something that sucks. Um, So I challenge you all with that to kind of view things in a different mindset or maybe potentially view things in a different light. So another verse I want to read is Philippians 3, 8, and 9. And that says... What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Again, this is Paul writing to the church of Philippians in chapter 3, and this takes place obviously before the verse I just read, but I want to focus in and hone in on verse eight here when he says, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. 
So if you know, know the story of Paul from Saul to Paul, the transfiguration, Saul was someone who persecuted Christians and killed many Christians. Um, and God got a hold of his life and said, Hey, like, I don't, this is no, this is not good. I no longer want you to live in this life. And he changed Saul to Paul and made him one of the best evangelists ever known to man. He's been on multiple missionary journeys, journeys for he has lost everything for Christ, but his contentment is not found in the things that he has or does not have for his contentment is found in Christ. Therefore, whether you have a lot or you have little, his contentment is still steadfast because it is within Christ. And it's such an important thing to remember that no matter whether you have a lot or not, you can still find contentment through Christ. Whether you're in this season of feeling lonely because you view it as the world sees it and you view it as, well, this is a season that sucks because I feel like I don't have anybody in my life. Or maybe you got out of a relationship and you're like, I'm just seeking to have a con uh, an emotional connection with someone and I just feel lonely because I don't. Seek to have that emotional connection with Christ and your contentment will follow. Because when you are within Christ and you're seeking your contentment with God, he will take that loneliness away because he's the greatest companion known to man. Um, another thing I will say, kind of transitioning into relationships, and I don't mean relationships as boyfriend, girlfriend. I guess it can apply to that as well. But friendships or relationships you might have your with your with your peers. One thing worse than loneliness is shallow relationships. I hate shallow relationships. That is a lesson that I've learned and. I want to hone in on this next part because it, it might be convicting to some of y'all, but it is a lesson that I've learned. And if you can learn this lesson for those people who are going to college or learn this lesson for um, the, the earlier you can learn it, the better you are. And filling yourself with shallow relationships is going to get you nowhere in life. You can have a bunch of relationships, but those people are pulling you in every which direction and it's no good. You can have relationships with a few people who are all like-minded, seeking Christ, doing all those things, and they're spurring you in one direction, and that is looking towards the Father. So filling yourself with the quick fixes of the world instead of God is going to get you nowhere. So those quick fixes could be alcohol, it could be sex, it could be porn, it could be drugs, it could be a number of different things that the world typically will turn to when they are feeling lonely. But be intentional with filling yourself with God instead of quick fixes. Quick fixes are, are, it's like quick fixes is like filling a tank up with water that has a massive hole at the bottom. It's going to be filled for a split second, but it's just going to go right back down to zero. Instead, allow God to be that plug in your life that you're plugging that hole with. And then he is filling you yourself up. He's filling you up. That is something that's going to be so much more fulfilling than just pouring yourself with the things, the quick fixes of the world. Also know that there is a big difference between the quantity of people around you and the quality of people around you. It goes back with what I talked about shallow relationships. Chase the quality people in your life. If the people that you have in your life are not good for you and they are not spurring you on into the right path, then a lot of times you're going to be going down a path that is not necessarily the straight and narrow. So chase quality people in your life 
and not just the quantity of people. It's it's something I see every year in college where I've seen friends close to me. They just chase the amount of people they have in their life because they think that they can post on social media and it looks like their life is great where they're just simply chasing quantity. They're not chasing the quality. And I think you can find quality within the quantity of your group, but not everyone in your group is always going to be quality people. So surround yourself with quality people because it's such a big lesson. And if you can learn that now rather than later in life, it'll it'll set you up for success. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something that I just felt like I needed to share with y'all because it's something that I've learned. Um, I think another thing too is feelings do not always determine our reality. So don't put all your worth in that you are feeling necessarily so so lonely lonely is not loneliness is not something that is going to always be in your life I think it's it's one of those things that can always be in your life if you're not necessarily looking to the right things to fill you up so if you're constantly looking to the world to fill you up then yeah I wouldn't be surprised if you're saying well I always feel lonely it's because you're looking to the world to fill you up you're looking to things that aren't going to fill you up they're temp it's temporary happiness and you need to be seeking for joy, not temporary happiness. And the joy is the joy that is found through the Lord. So, yeah, the feeling is temporary. And a lot of us will start to make habits when we get lonely. So be intentional about those habits. Always be aware of what habits you're making. Because if you're in this season of, of feeling lonely, a lot of times you're going to go to different things that are going to necessarily cause you to feel a little bit less. A little bit better if that's girls it might be girls if it's if it's um uh drugs and drugs alcohol alcohol like be intentional about looking for the things in your life that are causing you to feel better now the simple answer is christ however i also know that it's a lot easier said than done because it's so easy to look to the world for things to fill you up but take note of those things. If you believe you're starting to see something that's like, okay, I, I don't necessarily think this is healthy, then take note of that and work to change that. Or if someone else, one of your quality friends around you comes and says, hey man, I feel like you've kind of been looking to this lately to fill you up, or this is kind of what I've seen, take their advice and and, and heed that advice and look for change or lay it at God's feet. He'll, sh- excuse me, he'll show you what you need to do. And so be aware of those habits. Reach for the things that will fill you up, not just give the impression that it'll fill you up. Again, Satan is going to want you to look at the things of this world because he is going to try to get you to say or get you to get to the point where you say, hey, that's going to fill you up. It's not. I promise 10 out of 10 times it is not going to fill you up. It's going to leave more of a a void than anything that's going to have to be filled up by something else. Um, And so you're going to look to other things to fill you up. Instead, just look to Christ. Now, the narrow path, the the straight and narrow path is not a path that is easy. There are a lot of people that don't want to walk that path, which is why it's, it's straight and narrow, or maybe it's the road less traveled. But a lot of times that can be lonely, but it's not, it's lonely in the sense of not a lot of people do it. However, God is always on that path. That straight and narrow path is a path that God desires you to walk for your life. And he is a path, he's on that path and he's willing to walk with you. Now, again, 
choose to walk with the quantity of people that you have in your life or sit and choose to walk with God. Now, God is the greatest companion that you can that man can have. So why would you not want to sit and walk on a path with God just because what you want to chase numbers and potentially look like you've got a lot of friends in your life? No, chase the path that God is on. Um, and that path is the straight and narrow path. It's easy to live of this world, but I promise you the Lord will bless you if you choose to walk that straight and narrow path with him. A lot of times when you feel lonely, it's because you are looking to fill a void with the worldly things. Like I've said, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was like, hey, so like, what are your thoughts on loneliness? And she said, one of her pastors back home always says you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if your cup is lonely and you're trying to pour into your life with thing other cups that are lonely, like drugs, alcohol, porn, again, those aren't going to fill you up. It's like pouring water in a, in a vase that's got a hole in it. That water is just going to seep out and you're going to then get to another point where you're like, okay, well that fulfilled me for some time, but I'm lonely again. So look to Christ for that. I think social media, like I said, causes more loneliness a lot of times because, um, you can tap into this almost false world that you live in and it causes comparison, anger, and other emotions. So just remember that social media is a highlight reel and people work hard to only show the good points in life. I just bring social media up again just to reiterate and just remind people, I challenge y'all this week to take a week off of social media. If you feel like this is, is something that you just like to fill your lonely void in, Take a week off and and in that week, I challenge you to sit before God every day and, and pray and talk to God and say, hey, God, I'm, I'm in a season right now where I feel like I'm struggling with contentment. I feel like I'm struggling with looking to the world for certain things. Like, I just want to seek your face. God will draw near to him if you choose to draw near. It, God will draw near to you if you choose to draw near to him. So be intentional about that. And the last thing that I'll leave you with this week is God so desires for you to tell him how you feel. Now, he knows how you feel. He knows your heart before you even tell him. But he desires for you to cry out to him and say, Lord, like I'm just struggling. Like I'm just struggling, God. And I feel like my prayers a lot of times are just me being like, God, I don't know what to do here. I'm just struggling. And which I think is a not necessarily a bad thing at all, because you're looking for God to to fill you up and you're looking for God to guidance. But I challenge you all with that this week. Like I said, this was a long. Well, this is a 26 minutes, 27 minutes longer episode than I um, initially anticipated. I guess I just kind of got on a tangent. But I want you to know that I'm thankful for for all of you. I thank you for the birthday wishes. My birthday was um, this past Monday and a lot of you sent me notes of just encouragement and I really do appreciate that it was one of those um, moments that I'm, I'm just thankful to live thankful to be on this earth for 21 years and I'll be thankful for however long God has me on this earth but I love you all I thank you so much for listening to the episode on loneliness if you haven't listened to our other other episodes um, you can kind of go back and pick and choose or just listen to all of them I, I hope that I'm putting content out there that resonates with some of you and, and can help you because I know it's necess- it's helping me a lot um, just to kind of get my thoughts out. But if you would like to contact us, feel free to contact us through our Instagram. Um, it's just equipped.podcast. We post weekly on there about what we're going to talk about, but we also just post encouraging stuff um, for y'all. So I love you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your week. 
do something amazing this week. I challenge you um, to do something hard. Do something that's out of your comfort zone um, this weekend. Say, be, able, be able to start a new week next week saying, hey, I did something I never thought I would do. Um, but I love you guys. Peace out. <laughs>